We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. How many drafts did he have to write of this breakup to come to that? As for that? Reason? For that to be the... And like, and it's like very clearly not the reason, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and looking back, I know that we are not right for each other. Like, we are not compatible people. But the fact that he was like, nope, can't say any of those valid reasons, must tell her... That it's because I need to be sober and vegan and live in Ohio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde the Podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how are you doing? Good. I mean, we just spoke. It's very funny. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, we recorded Patreon this morning and so... Um, I mean, I've been on a date since then, so I have plenty to update on. <laughs> Very excited to hear. So much can happen in a day. Did you have a good day? I did. I was at, I went to a friend's engagement party today, my friend Val, um, and she has to be her bridesmaid, which was really fun and exciting. Oh my God. That's so cute. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. She did a, a adorable job with the, with the invites. Um, but yesterday I had a volleyball tournament and so I woke up so stiff and so sore. And so as we mentioned last week, we have our new sponsor, Sunset Lake CBD. And mm-hmm. I actually tried another product of theirs for the first time this week, which is their salve. It's like a hemp and CBD salve with like Arnica. Yeah. And I've used Arnica before on bruises, but I've never tried a CBD salve. And it really helped my back today. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I woke up. I like – couldn't I couldn't even stretch it. It was so stiff. Like, Oof. you know when you're so stiff that, like, stretching doesn't even help because you can't stretch? Yeah. It was awful. So then I rubbed the salve, like, all over my lower back and kind of, like, went about my morning and made my coffee and whatnot. And then it loosened it up. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. It was amazing. That's great. I'm a lazy bitch, so I, I- have not needed it for those purposes. <laughs> But you're still liking your drops? Yes. I So um, I talked about this on the Patreon that I've like not slept this week, but both like Friday and Saturday were like my precious reclaiming sleep nights. And yeah. did I have infinitely better sleep because I used my drops? Fuck yes. Um, it was it was great. I literally was dead to the world. I had some weird <laughs> dreams and I loved it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. If so, if you missed it last week, Sunset Lake CBD is our new sponsor. They're a hemp farm. They're just outside of Burlington, Vermont. We are going. We are taking a trip to Burlington, Vermont. Um, they are incredible. It's like a small farm. They have like a farm to table type approach. It's responsibly produced, really high quality products. They sell all sorts of stuff, like we mentioned the drops, which I think are technically called tinctures. 
um, which is a very mm, fun word fancy, that I enjoy. Very fancy. So fancy. Um, like I mentioned, they have salves. They also have gummies, which I honestly – so I've tried them. I was skeptical because they look a lot like Sour Patch Kids. Uh-huh. And so I, I like was skeptical. I, I hate them. Not the You're just crazy. to be clear, not the Sunset Lake ones in general. Like I hate, I don't like candy. I don't like Sour Patch Kids. I don't like gummies. Like all that stuff. I like these. They're very good. Yeah, I really like them. So yeah. I feel like I feel the more immediate effect of the drops. So I tend to lean drops. Yes. So yeah. I have been using the gummies. I actually have been taking gummies during the day, not every oh, day, but I've been taking them when I like kind of am having more high anxiety days. Oh, okay. That's smart. And it's just been um, more of a like an evening out. Uh, my friend Amy just got a bunch of stuff from their website oh, now that our amazing. code is active. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of our code, you can go to sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code FMH2020, FMH20. You can get 20% off everything. And she did just that. She got some and, for herself. So she tried just it that. When, we, when we were in Dallas together oh, and she right. really liked it. And then, so she got it for herself and she got some for her dad. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. And everything is third-party tested for quality assurance. They ship directly to you. The packaging is also quite cute, if I do say so myself, as Erica mentioned last week. And yeah, sunsetlakecbd.com, FMH20. Go get it. Love. And I'm going to put some more salve on before bed. (laughs) Such an old lady yeah. dropping I'm like dropping CBD drops into my mouth and then rubbing salve on my lower back. <laughs> yeah, this is this is 30. <laughs> this is 35, my friend. <laughs> Close enough. But yeah, I like I've thought about before that like un- unrelated to the CBD drop, but just everything. I somebody coming into my life and like witnessing my go-to-bed routine, which involves like all of this like Let's make sure that I wake up alive tomorrow type stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I, I think I said I think I said this on the podcast. I don't recall, but um I told lots of dogs about how I tape my mouth at night. Oh, yeah, that's like, that too. What? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not over the mouth tape. <laughs> I will say the rower is the first man that I've ever slept next to in my eye mask. Oh. And that was like a big step for me. I've I'd never before slept next to somebody in my eye mask. Really? Oh, I, I have been no fucks. I'm like this I haven't is been how wearing an eye mask for very long. I've only been wearing an eye mask for like less than a year. Oh, okay, okay. okay. It hasn't been that long, but like I just so I guess it's not as much of a part of my routine. But my room is so incredibly bright. I actually have a guest eye mask because the place where my guest bed is is also quite bright. Yeah. And so when he was over, he used my guest eye mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously quite some time ago. Just to be clear, everyone, this was quite some time ago. Yeah. Um, but because uh, I, I could just see the DMs coming. Well, like, you're back with the rower? I'm like, no, yeah. this is from fucking January. Um, anyway, so you went on a date today. I did. Yeah, Breaking I news. Yeah. And? Um, okay. It was not what I expected. Um, his, yeah. So his, what he like kind of leads with and like what we kind of messaged about Mm -hmm. was, I would say a little bit like nerdier. Okay. Um, Like, like give me an example of something you messaged about. 
we were like he was talking to me about how he really likes like sci-fi books. Oh, okay. Okay. And cuz we were like talking about like what we're reading, like whatever. Then he was a lot like frattier in person. Oh, interesting. Yes. And so I was a little like, "Oh, this is like not what I expected." I actually I told him I was like, "Oh my god, you're Troy Bolton." Um, cuz he was <laughs> on the football cuz he was on the football team. Yeah. He was like, "I played football in fall, but did then did musicals in the spring." I was like, did he get What's that up, reference? <laughs> um, he did. He like did and didn't. He was like, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. And, yeah. um, and I was like, OK, well, it's valid as fuck. So moving on. Um, but um, it was fun. I would see him again if he asked me out. I'm not going to I'm not going to take a lot of steps to make that happen. Um, OK. Yeah, it was like it was a fun time. I we kept sort of hitting like a. Oh, you like that? Like, cool. Like, agree to disagree. No, not like it. It was not like conflictual, but just sort of like, oh, that's not for me. But here's what I like, and that's fine. I actually like. I don't think you need to be. I don't think you have to have the same hobbies. But it did feel like a lot of like we were both sort of making. We were each sort of making a bid with an interest, and the other was sort of like, eh, nope, not so about much. it. Like, yeah. like what? Like what's something of his or yours that you weren't into? An example, like like a fa- – we talked about like favorite movies and um, I said – I was like, oh, like my um, – I said, well, I can probably name a favorite movie. I said – and I, I was like, oh, like my friends and I actually were kind of just talking about this. Like I think it gets tricky when you ask somebody to list a top five because then you start asking them to kind of like – I think you then need to start bucketing them. Like comedy – drama like uh, top five movies is too hard anyway so I was saying like but if I have to react and give you like a favorite movie I would say Pulp Fiction like I'm Mm -hmm. a big Quentin Tarantino fan and he was like oh like I think those movies are like way too like bloody like I don't like those yeah I was like oh okay like what about like once yeah totally fine um and he's like the one that I liked was The Hateful Eight and I'm like that's literally his worst by so much and it's not close. <laughs> like it's it's a bad movie. And then like his favorite movies are very kind of like what I would consider. And like this is me being a fucking elitist and I'm being picky and this is bullshit. Is it Shawshank Redemption? It's very fucking close. And they're all just sort of like college boy poster movies, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I'm like – don't get me wrong. I really do like Shawshank Redemption, but it is a very like quintessential. This is my favorite movie. Yes. So his was Gladiator. Okay. Yeah. So same, same, but different. Yeah. We we both like sports. So like it, it actually reminded me of your date where we're like we wa- we were sort of like watching the Warriors game uh-huh. off and on. Plenty happy to talk about that. Plenty to talk about that there. And then this is again. This is like me being a picky bitch, but. He asked, but it's an example of what I'm talking about, where he like asked if I was a foodie. Mm. And I said, I was like, I was like, oh, it's funny. Like, I, the answer is yes. I do think foodie has become kind of a four letter word, but yes, I like really but care the about food. The answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is yes. I care about food. I love to cook, like, whatever. I was like, what are some of your, and he was like, same. I said, what are some of your favorite spots? And he proceeds to list like bad restaurants. Mm. And I'm like, oh boy. 
And so yeah, this is me just being an asshole. This is me being like, I have my Or maybe it's just of- you not sharing interests with him. Fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But like, I I take, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I'm trying to be less petty. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. No, I get, I and, get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. And so like, part of me is like, I could mold you. Like, I can teach you to like good things. <laughs> Um, but who knows? Who knows? So, like I yeah. said, I, I, he, it was fun. It was a nice time. It was easy conversation. Like we went back and forth easily. Yeah. But I would be shocked if it makes it past a third date. <laughs> All right. Well, good on you for going. Yeah. No, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went. And like, also, like, I'll, you know, not to say like to be in constant comparison, but like, it is. It, it's nice. It's like. I have a much better time talking to lots of dogs. I was going to I was going to ask if you like one if you think that your like perception of this first date or any first date is like skewed by having a more advanced connection with lots of dogs. Yeah. Yeah, and I so yes and no. Like I would be open to something else progressing. Like lots yeah. of dogs and I are moving like pretty slowly in part just because we're both so busy and right. like that's not going to change. He's about to yeah. go to – he's about to travel through Southeast Asia for the next couple of weeks. So, like, oh, wow. F me. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and so, like, it, if things change, things change. I'm very open to that. Um, he and I texted for a little bit this afternoon, actually, after we recorded. But um, I do – I find a lot more sort of, like – intellectual interest and fulfillment from my conversations with him and like I feel much more sort of engaged and aligned even if Mm. it isn't just like you like this I like this yay it (laughs) it is it's more dynamic where we're sort of like even where we're disagreeing we're still building on what the other person you're like riffing off of that yeah yeah right so um so anyway that's where we're at yeah I think I might have the opposite impact like um first impression versus in-person impact as this dude you went out with today in the sense of I do not have intellectual interests just like objectively (laughs) I don't I like like if you ask me what book I'm reading I'm not I do like to read historically I've loved to read yeah I am not currently reading a book I'm not usually currently reading a book like I can't really talk to you about like my favorite quote-unquote films I like I don't really like museums. Like I could go on. Yeah. But like so I so like the conversations that I tend to have with people are not like that. Yeah. And yet I consider myself like an intellectually interesting person who enjoys yeah. having like intellectually stimulating conversations, but like I just don't have surface level intellectual interests. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm like the literal opposite. That definitely could be, yeah. So that's really. Funny. I, just, I, I don't see neither here nor there. I just like when you were saying that, it was just interesting. I was like, yeah, like I feel like because when when people when people ask me like, what are you reading right now? I, I fucking panic. I'm not is the answer. Yeah. So unless yeah, I, I mean my I mean to be frank, like my pleasure reading is like in the toilet because I like read so much for work. Yeah, but. Yeah, so but that's you know it's on separate cross to bear. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, 
And I mean, I'm no fucking angel. I devour. Oh, I, I kept sort of like referencing like things about like reality TV. Like we were kind of like talking about like sports and competition and stuff. Yeah. And I asked him if you ever watched like, I was like, oh, by any chance, have you ever seen MTV's The Challenge? And he didn't know what that was. And I was like, okay, well, like Lolo Jones was on it recently and he knew who that was. Yeah. And I was like, and something that like I think is kind of sad is that there's this episode where they play flag football or like touch football just for fun. And this woman cannot have fun. Like oh. she is so competitive that she can't even do something for fun. They do and, they play flag football or touch football for fun on the challenge? Yeah, they were just like running around in the backyard on an off day. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. And um And she can't. She, she like can't engage oh, in recreational gets, like, play. Fucking furious, like loses her shit. Like, and that's the thing. I'm like, that doesn't sound that doesn't feel ple- like I was like, I can't imagine that. Like, I'm definitely a competitive person, but that, I can let level. go. That's another level. It's another level. And yeah. I guess you have to like if you're an Olympic athlete, you must have another gear. I was I'm about sure. to say, I'm I'm not an Olympic athlete, so I don't have that level. <laughs> Totally. Like, and God bless us. But so anyway, like we were talking about that. Like I, I made a reference to Love is Blind. He had no idea what I was talking about. And I, I just felt like we like weren't having like the same like touch points. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. I've beat this dead horse. You get the vibe. <laughs> get the vibe. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have plans. Um, I really want to introduce the disco ball to Paul from – 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day Season 1. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I, like, need him to know who Paul is. Um, so I'm actually going to suggest this weekend that we watch. Love. That'll be fun. Um, because I reference Paul way too often for him not to have seen That's crazy. <laughs> Paul How is my favorite reality TV. Paul? All the time. Paul is my favorite reality TV character of all time. That's hilarious. Okay. He's great. It, honestly, though, Gino from the most recent before the 90 Day Season is pretty damn close. Oh, you, the guy you, who won't take his baseball hat off? The guy who won't take his hat off, yeah. Yeah, good good shit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, fun day and fun – lots of dogs. Always good to, good, to, good to learn more information. Put yourself out there. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell us about the comeback kid. The comeback kid has come back and it was a success. Yeah. It was Back and better fun. than ever. Back and better than ever. Um. It was a lot of fun. It very much felt just like someone I know already, which technically it is, but we went on two dates four years ago. Like that is a – that was a very different time for me and also just a long time ago. Um, So I wasn't sure what to expect. It it just felt like immediately comfortable, which was really nice. That's really nice. Um, And – yeah, so we had we went to dinner at this really great place in Williamsburg, um, and ended up seated next to. We had dinner at the bar, which, as we know, is my favorite move. And we ended up seated next to this woman who was just bombed. Oh like, God! And we, mind you, it was seven p.m. So, like by hey. the time we by the time we realized how drunk she was, it was maybe eight. But she was so drunk and like trying to there was we were sitting down on one side of the bar she was at the corner and there was a a, two guys having dinner on her other side and she continued to try to interject herself into each of our conversations anytime she heard something that she found interesting oh good lord and it was so clear that she was drunk so like 
all four of us were like dodging her attempts to join our conversations. Like we have mm-hmm. no interest in talking to this lady. She's clearly drunk. And but she just persisted. And then eventually I had to go to the bathroom and I like, said to him, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I have to pee. I just know that I just knew that she was going to corner him while I was gone. Um, and she did. And so when I came back, he was like stuck in this really awful conversation with her. And oh my so, God. yeah, like it, it ended up being, it actually ended up being a bonding moment for me and him though, because so the conversation was about diversity and inclusion somehow. Oh, I, he, he was like, she brought this up. I like, I don't really understand how we started talking about this, but she, and I like, don't really want to get into it right now, but she said a couple things to me that were really offensive oh, and shit. like literally upon me sitting back down. And it it turned into the situation where like I like I I was doing that this balance that like a lot of like people of color will understand when they listen to this where like I was worried that I would overreact and turn him off because of how I was reacting to this person offending me, which like isn't something that I should have to think about, but you do. And like and so I like very clearly told her that I didn't appreciate what she said and like please don't say that to someone else. Yeah. And it she didn't like that. She was like, "Well, I would never say that to someone. We're just talking." I'm like, "But we you said it to me just now, whatever. That doesn't matter." But the point is is that he was the very perfect balance of supportive but not stepping on my toes. That's I mean, literally perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really hard balance to strike. And I've like talked to friends before about it, white friends who are like, you know, I, I, I want to, I'm on your team, but I also know you can speak for yourself and, you know, like these kinds of things. And he struck a really nice balance with that um, where like it was very clear that he was supportive of me. It was very clear that we were on the same team and that he found what she was doing unacceptable while at the same time letting me speak for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just really appreciated that. And I like to, we went to get, we like, we're done with dinner and we left and went to get a drink somewhere else. And I said to him, I was like, I really appreciated how you, how both how you handled it, but also how you let me handle it. Um, so that was, it ended up being like a nice moment for us. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, turn a, you know, turn lemons into lemonade. I'm sorry yeah. that that happened, but glad that it, kind of turned positive for that yeah no it was i mean she was wasted not that it excuses yeah not that there's any credence to be put in that person's yeah yeah but it just yeah um and she worked she works for a a very large tech company and i wanted to be like what do you do there i really hope it's not important holy shit yeah um so anyway all that to say that we had a lovely evening, even with that little blip, which again turned into a really positive moment for us. Um, yeah, and it was re- it was really nice. And we talked about. I asked him if he remembered why we didn't go out again, like on a third date four years ago, because I did not. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like, yeah, like I remember we were texting. It was over the holidays, and he said, I remember that we were texting. And I had also ascertained this. I went. Cindy had the really good idea to search the words "forever twenty one" in my text messages. Oh my god, smart! Yeah, and so I then found myself 
telling the story to people via text message in November of 2018. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Incredibly smart on Cindy's part. Um, And so he was like, yeah, like I remember we went home for the holidays and like I – he's like, I'm pretty sure it was my fault. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like I just remember we were texting and I just kind of like didn't – not like not that I dropped the ball, but I like I didn't pick it up. Okay. And it was like, yeah, that that probably checks out. You know, like I knew that I would remember if he had, you know, ghosted me or done something like actively bad. Obviously, right. I could have asked him on a third date myself. And I sure. definitely didn't do that. Um, so he kind of has the same recollection as I do. Um and yeah, so we are going out again on Wednesday. Very exciting. You're yeah. – you're, look at you juggling. I know. Um, I really appreciated how he too – he texted me the very next day, said he had a great time, asked if I wanted to run it back, suggested a thing we do. Beautiful. Like all in the same text. Fantastic. Like, great. Good job. Um, yeah, it's interesting. This is – this is like – I mean, granted, we have not gone on this second, second date yet. Who knows mm-hmm. if it will continue past that. But if it does, this will be the first time in a really long time that I am dating multiple people in like a more extended way. Like yeah. both people that I like. Um, obviously, the disco ball and I are like further developed and, you know, I've spent considerably more time with him and will again. Um, I'm going down to D.C. again this weekend. That's that's new news for this for this group. Um, and I'm very, very excited about that. So, ah! you scared the crap out of me. Just I liked my, it. That's my thought on the. That's my thought on the matter. I loved it. Um, no, I'm super excited to go to DC. I like, I like got giddy when I booked the tickets. Yee! I'm really excited. I I really like him. Like in a in a very like. You know, I've been out with him three times. You know, things are developing in a in a really good way. Yeah. Um, and I'm I just feel really good about how I feel about it. That's awesome. Yeah. So huzzah and huzzah. Um, the only wrinkle being that after this weekend, when I see him, I likely won't see him for close to two months. That is a bummer. Yeah. So we're gonna have to figure that out. I like definitely. I definitely want. I don't want us to like totally lose touch or lose momentum and kind of like pick things back up when he gets back. Like that's not going to feel good. Yeah. So I think like I definitely want to chat with him about that when I go down there um, and, you know, get his thoughts. And um, because I I don't want to feel like we are starting from scratch when he gets back. Yes. Agreed. Sort of like I think – Given the time you've spent together now, it could feel like, you know, 10 steps forward, 12 steps back type thing. Right. Right. And also, like, maybe it's the comeback kid. Maybe it's someone else. Like, obviously, I'm continuing to live my life. Yeah. And I want to continue to develop feelings and things for him also and not feel like that's on pause. I don't want it to be on pause, I think, is what, yeah. where my head is at. Understand. Completely understandable. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he thinks. Yeah, um, going down there. I think we're gonna hang out with my friends. 
be fun. What fun? Yes. Love it. So, and I also, I said this on the, the Patreon, but he is a confirmed listener. Yes. Yes. So, yes, hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Although he did, <laughs> I like man. really, I really did. What did you say? I said, hello, Mr. Man. Hello, Mr. Man. Um, he did say that he would stop listening if I wanted him to, like if it made me more comfortable for him to not, which I think, I mean, he's a very thoughtful and kind person. It's one yeah, of the very respect- like very respectable. Yeah, very respectable. Um, but I said, like, I don't, I don't see a reason for him to not, unless he doesn't want to hear me updating about potentially other people. Like I might, I was thinking about it in reverse. Like if I were dating somebody who had a podcast and Cindy and I were talking about this today too, I think initially I would listen. Like I would want to hear about our first date. I would want to hear like all of the stuff that he had said about me to date. I don't know if I would want to continue. I, I totally agree. I think I would be like morbidly curious and then be like, ooh, this maybe isn't what I want to do. Yep. And like cut it off. So, which you might do. Yeah. Very good. Yes. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah. And they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast. They have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You could look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, so we have like a bit of a different app this week. We do. Oh my God. I know. I know what you're thinking. We didn't do weird or not. Yep. <laughs> Oi. Um, oopsies. Sorry, everyone. We're very professional. Um, yes. So we thought it would be good for like a little palate cleanser, a little bit of like a fun, fun ep. Um, and we also get a lot of it's there's several submissions in our in our suggestion form about it. We get a lot of DMs, we get a lot of comments about how when somebody starts the podcast anew that there yeah. are so many nicknames and like clearly history of people not just that we've been dating since we started the podcast but our own history going back in our dating history and we reference these people and it can be confusing yes we need like an fmh lexicon exactly so we thought we would do a glossary episode of sorts and go through um all of the the key people with nicknames about whom we speak. And we did a more deep dive and we will do more live Patreon origin stories where we like went into the real nitty gritty yeah. of different people. And this that is not what this is. This is more a high level understanding. Yes. <laughs> of like, here's who this person is. And like, I was thinking also some like 
key highlights of like, oh, and I talk about him in this context. Like he he's relevant because we were long distance. Yep. Or he's, you know, like those sorts of highlights. Um, but if you want the real down and dirty origin stories, those are on the Patreon. Or a couple of them are and more of them will be. Great. So how should we do this? Should we switch off? Should we like what do you what do you think? We should have talked about this beforehand. Again, we are very professional. I, I think switching off makes sense. Yeah, otherwise I think it's we should one, do one person talking. <laughs> Let's um, talk simultaneously and have them sort it out. Um, <laughs> I think that we should do maybe the first part be significant exes from that we often reference from before the podcast started, and then yep. sort of like podcast people. Yes. Yes. Because okay. there are because I would I would argue that there are podcast people that we reference fairly often who are actually not that significant in our lives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, great. Do you want to go first? Um, sure. Um, okay, so probably the ex that I reference the most, which makes sense because it's my longest relationship, is PowerPoint. Yep. And um, that is somebody that I dated off and on – cumulatively – at the end of the day, it was two years, I would say. It was off and on a little bit in the beginning and then very consistent for 18 months. And towards the end of our relationship, he bought a house and was looking for me to live there with him. And I, it was a very, in a way, good thing that happened because it sort of forced my hand to really consider taking that next big step and the idea of moving in with him gave me a big awful anxiety pit of like fuck I cannot do this and so we broke up and I would say he probably comes up most in the context of like he was a like he def he is somebody that objectively lied to me um to this day i don't believe that he physically cheated on me but he did lie to me about how he was spending his time and with whom Mm -hmm. and um he also like something i I think also comes up in the in our conversations is he would engage in a lot of like relationship negging where he would try to – and so like a thing that my friends have said to me that they want me to take away from the relationship is like you do not make yourself small. Yeah. And the joke that I often share that he said was that um, he had a PhD and so he always said to me, no matter how well you do in law school, remember that PhD is always a superior degree. Ridiculous. Yeah. And that's just a, that's just sort of a microcosm example. And then – um I – and so – and, like, the people in my life did not like him. My parents did not like him. My friends did not really like him. Like, at the time, we're – During the relationship. That, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He – I will say – so, my very close friends liked him because they spent a good amount – like, Anna and Ian probably spent the most time with him, and he's very charismatic. And mm. so, they liked him and thought he was, like, funny and – smart he yeah. is um but then my broader friend group did not was were not crazy about him because um he was older than me and 
he sort of developed this unfounded feeling that he was like the dad of the group or he was he was not fitting in with kind of my larger friend group. All of that was very much in his head, in my opinion. But um, but yeah, I think I think that's like the main. Oh, and then he's PowerPoint because I was going to say, and we're burying the lead here. So I I broke up. I would say probably like the worst. The worst fact in this in my case against PowerPoint is that I objectively broke up with him on Christmas Eve day. And it was because he was supposed to be coming away with me and my parents for Christmas. And I was like, you cannot come on this trip because like, it yeah. will be so much worse if you travel and we do this. And so yep. I just had to call him and get that out of the way. And I said, like, I will talk to you when I will give you whatever in-person conversation you want when I get back to LA. And so I gave him that space, but like, I am sure when he retells the story, he's like, it's, you know, she's such a bitch. She broke up with me at Christmas. But anyway. Yeah. So um, when we had that in-person conversation in Los Angeles, he made a 50-slide PowerPoint in which he attempted to convince me to stay together. And I declined. And Boy, before that, he started by, – Yeah. A PowerPoint that included the PhD tidbit, by the way. It did. It did. It's like he didn't even get that that was still an issue. And like, keep in mind that we had had several lengthy phone calls in between where obviously the first phone call was very long. And then he kept calling me for quite some time while my parents and I were still on this Christmas trip until it got to where I told him, I hand to God, I promise you, I will give you this time in LA. I will not dodge you, but we cannot talk until then. And he did respect that boundary. But anyway. So he makes this PowerPoint. Before he presents it, I say it's not going to change anything. It ends. He sort of says, so now did it change something? And I said, you're like, no. Correct. I said no. And then he told me I was going to be a bad lawyer because I couldn't integrate new information and change my position. (laughs) And I was like, I don't think you know what a lawyer does. But moving on. Uh, also, like, <laughs> just because you didn't do it that one time because the information was not actually new. It, exactly. Nor factual. It was a very, very slanted narrative. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think comes up and that, that you, like, reference a lot when you talk about him yeah. is um, his, like, the – his lack of reliability – where like you like yes. weren't sure if he was going to show up for you in so yes. many different ways. That's a great and point. Physically and I think emotionally. A hundred percent. Yes. That I never felt like he was going – like if he was my plus one for a wedding, I literally felt like he might not show up until he was physically there. Yeah. Which I think like manifested – like we talk, the way you talk about it like manifests yes. itself in – A hundred percent. So that is something forward. that I get kind of triggered by. Yes. Yeah. Good, good call. That's PPT. So, okay. So if we're starting with X of most significance that we talk about the most, uh, then mine is most certainly ASV. Yes. Um, And that stands for Aspiring Sober Vegan, obviously. I like X's 
tend to have like the pre-podcast guys tend to have nicknames based on the breakup. Yes. <laughs> um so so before we get to that, I'll I'll bury the lead and talk about the breakup and the nickname at the end as well. But um so ASV is not my longest relationship. Um we dated twice. The first time for three months, maybe. And then he tried to ghost me despite the fact that I met him through a very close friend. We have a very close mutual friend. And um, he's like my best guy friend and they were college roommates. And he, the first time we dated, he tried to ghost me. I had to force him not to and be like, you won't be ghosting me. Actually, we have a really close mutual friend and we will be seeing each other. And no, if you don't want to date me anymore, like, Put on your adult pants and tell me that you don't want to date me anymore. And he said, I don't want to date you anymore. I was like, okay. And (laughs) got it. Yeah. And then, yep. And then I was like, yep, see, that's all you had to do. Bye. Um, And then I cried. Um, And then, so then a few months later, maybe four months later, we, re- we like reconnected at a friend's birthday party. As I had said to him, we were going to see each other and had a really long conversation. We ended up getting coffee on my birthday. I ended up inviting him to my birthday party. We started casually dating. And the reason it was casual is because he was going to – he was moving to Philly for work basically. Um, and – So we were just casually dating because we knew that he was moving to Philly in like at that point three months away. However, across the course of that casual dating, we realized that we did not want to be casually dating. So we decided to try to make it work long distance or mid-distance technically because as we've discussed before, apparently long distance is 200 miles and Philly is not that far um, from New York. So so that's I think one of the big main things that comes up with him is that we were – effectively long distance yeah and like all of the you know ways that I dealt with that and or didn't and how you know difficult it was and the kind of the things we tried to do the other thing that comes up a lot with him before we get to the breakup part is at the time my pretty acute anxious attachment and his very acute avoidant attachment and how those two things did not play well in the sandbox yeah and I also forgot to mention that I met him the day before I flew home for my dad's funeral. So my dad had my dad died in July 2018. Um, I came back to New York for a bit. Um, we had his it was his it was a memorial, not a funeral. Um, we had his memorial in August. I met ASV literally the day before I flew back. Yeah. So there was a lot of emotions happening at the time. Um, but I think those are like the two – Are there is there anything else that I really talk about with him? I think those are like the two biggies, the distance and the- I think those are the big ones, the like anxious avoidant and then the – like the fact that lose it, like both the time frame in terms of the loss of your dad was – probably made you extra anxious in terms of like a, coming from a perspective of loss. And yeah. then also in terms of like you look back, I think – and felt for him so intensely. Mm. And I think that was in part because of that time in your life. And I know you've talked about kind of comparing connections to that. And you think like your memory might be a little skewed. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of that part too. Yeah. So I mentioned that 
he is not my longest relationship, but he is certainly the one that I talk about the most. And it is because of that. It is because of my memory of the intensity of that connection that I felt and being worried. I'm no longer worried about this, but being worried for some time thereafter that I would not feel that way again. Yeah. Um, and so leads us to the breakup. So as I mentioned, we, we had a lot of communication issues. Um, and, but we didn't really get in that many fights. Like we would have like issues where he would shut down or I would be super anxious, but we weren't like fighting. Yeah. However, we did get in one really big fight. We dated for about six months. Almost, It was not quite six months. Um, if you remember the screenshot, six month anniversary text conversation. Um, it was a couple weeks before our six month anniversary and we got in a fight because he had invited me home to meet his extended family. I did had already met his parents, but his extended family and he canceled that trip on me. He was still going, but basically uninvited me without really any explanation at all via text message the night before and said like, I'm still going to go and then I'll meet you, but you're not coming and I'll meet you in the city on Saturday instead. And we ended up getting in a fight via text message because he like wouldn't pick up my phone calls. I had also been drinking. That didn't help. Um, and we got in this fight. And then on Saturday, he came into the city as promised. And we had planned a picnic in Prospect Park. I brought picnic items. We went to the park. And instead of having a picnic, he instead broke up with me. Um, and the way that he broke up with me was first by asking where I saw myself in five years. and Or maybe 10 years. I can't remember the time frame. And I said, you know, I'm not entirely sure, but like, I hope I'm with you and, you know, we're really happy. And he told me that he sees himself living a sober vegan lifestyle in Ohio so that he can give 50% of his income to charity because Ohio has a very high income, average income for his profession. And that he didn't see that comporting with the lifestyle that I want to lead and therefore we should break up. How many drafts did he have to write of this breakup to come to that? As for that, reason? for that to be the, and like, and it's like very clearly not the reason, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and looking back, I know that we are not right for each other. Like we are not compatible people. But the fact that he was like, nope, can't say any of those valid reasons must tell her that it's because I need to be sober and vegan and live in Ohio. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the reason he is the aspiring sober vegan is because I, I do think that he is mostly sober, but he is not vegan. Definitely not vegan. Um, do you recall from – did you ever take like AP European history or anything yes. like that? Okay. Do you remember for – I think it's World War II, uh, the French military had like Plan 57 Mm-mm. or something. So it was like Military Plan 57 and like – they folded instantly. And so it was like, what were plans <laughs> one through 56? His breakup reminds me of plan 57. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. And then we were like sitting on this hill in Prospect Park and I had this picnic shit with me and I got broken up with. So I like left. He wanted to give me a hug. I said, no, I like went as far away from him as I could find, as I could get. So I couldn't see him anymore. And then like crumpled to the ground crying was very nice lady offered me food <laughs> and um then i went to a brewery and had a burger because i won't be sober or vegan 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's ASV. Excellent. Probably the only other X that I really talk about that was pre-podcast is the student. Yeah. Which was um, the guy that I dated in law school. And um, very nice guy. Like, I would recommend him to others. Um, <laughs> just not for me. Good Yelp review. Yes. Um, very nice guy. And he – I was his first serious relationship. Oh, I'm not sure if I knew that. Oh, Yeah. And I think that that influenced a lot of his behaviors. Mm. And it's funny because this is the person that I talk about where I was ASV and the student was Allie. (laughs) In that the student wanted to come over on Friday after classes ended and stay with me like all weekend. And I was like, you've got to go. And Relatable student. (laughs) And he would take it so personally and be so sad and I was like you have to hear me that this is not about you it is that like I want to wander the aisles of Costco by myself and like trust that that does not bear on my interest in you and so there we were but that um, that, that anecdote is especially relatable because I one time went grocery shopping with ASV during his Sunday meal prep session and he really didn't want me there exactly and like it's and that's the thing it really it's not per, it's so not personal no um, it's this it's this feeling that it's gonna be boring and I don't want to feel like I'm dragging you somewhere you know like yeah. this is like even though I'm sure he would have he was like but I'm happy to hang out oh but, I was thrilled anyway. to be there yeah so um, what really inevitably broke us up is that we sort of kept having the same fight, which was he and, – and how I compared it when we were dating is that, like, I don't perceive the things of life as a hierarchy, but as more of a, like, network map, if you're familiar, you know, with bubbles yeah. and sort of the bubbles are different sizes. And I think sort of based on – your needs of the moment, the bubbles move sizes. Yeah. And so it's like things ebb and Yeah, exactly. Things ebb and flow. And so but he wanted the relationship to be like top of the pyramid. And he saw At me all in times. School. Yes. And he saw me in law school. The li- you know me, the listeners hear me on this podcast. I was a fucking maniac in law school because I just was like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to, I, my goal here is to do as best as I can to get the job that I want. And like, I, I, I didn't care so much what people thought of me. And so he saw me being like pretty, like raw, ambitious, like aggressive and like traits that I'm not all the time, but are certainly important to me yeah. and was into that, liked me. And then kept sort of saying things like, oh, but when we have a family, you'll slow down. What What about me makes you think that? Exactly. And my answer was like, I cer- that might be true based on the circumstances of what happens then. Right. I can only give you who I am today. And that yeah. person is not presenting as somebody who is that. And... So that was the fight we kept having where I remember each time ending up in tears saying to him, I do not think that I will make you happy. 
Mm -hmm. and that like who I am is fundamentally not who you want. And I know that you say you love me and yada, yada, but I, I believe that this will not be, you will decide that this is not what you want. And I ended up, I was the one who ended it because like we just kept having, I was like, we, we, we never don't come back here and it's kind of getting absurd. Um, And so that's how that ended. Um, The other thing that I think you referenced him a lot with is how he wanted to stay friends. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He very much wanted to stay friends because we had been friends originally and then started dating. And I knew because he had told mutual friends of ours Mm -hmm. that he very much was like, well, I've got this. We'll just take a step back because that turned us into dating last time. And so it'll work this time. And so I had to nip that in the bud. I didn't realize that he, that he told people that. Yes. Oh, I thought you just assumed that that was his thought Oh, process. no. It was an explicit plan. Oh, shit. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. No, sir. Yeah. But no, very nice guy. I hope he, find, I hope he finds like a lovely woman who is interested in the home. And wants those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of somebody who is looking for a lovely woman who loves the home – um, we have the oyster. Um, I did not say, speaking of a lovely guy who wants a lovely woman who wants the yeah. home, because <laughs> I do not think that about the oyster, but we, so the oyster and I dated in 2020. So, and we met right before COVID hit. We met like two weeks before Valentine's day on Bumble and then everything shut down. And so I think the and then we dated until almost August, so like six months. I would also um, consider him your first finding Mr. Hype boyfriend. He is my he was my first finding Mr. Hype boyfriend. Yes, good point. Because I started finding Mr. Hype not in the form that it is now, right. but in January of 2020. Um, and he was the 13th first date I went on. I went on 13 first dates in 30 days, and he was Whoa. number 13. Yeah. Um it was a very different type of thing at the time. Um, so anyway, started dating him. The couple of highlights that are really low lights that I talk about with him. Um, anything, anytime we talk about love bombing, I bring him up. Um, it was very intense, very quickly. If you want to hear more about that, you can go back to our love bombing episodes, the love bombing one and the exploding one. I talk a lot about him in both of those. Um, and it was he was also – I don't know if he was intentionally manipulative, but he was pretty manipulative in, like, not allowing me to feel ways that I felt, like, gaslighty, like, not making me feel like what I was feeling wasn't valid. Yeah. He did a lot of that. Um, and part of that is what I mentioned about wanting a lovely woman who loves the home is that he made me feel like – my desire to live in New York City and maybe not have kids and never move to the suburbs. I mean, not that I never will, but like that like ideal in my head was absolutely crazy insane. Who would want that? Mm-hmm. And like, when are you going to grow up kind of attitude as if a person who chooses that life is not a grown up. And he very much had me believing like at times Ultimately not because I broke up with him, but um, very much had me believing at times that maybe I do want these things. Maybe he is right, like that I that I am kidding myself that that could be a life 
that I would want. Um, there, he also, there was, we were long distance actually accidentally because he moved back home to his parents in Connecticut and didn't tell me he was doing that. Um, so that was a whole thing. Um, and there was also a lot of, um, which I haven't gotten in, gone into as much, which I likely will on some future episode, but there was also a lot of conflict with us because of the backdrop of 2020. And like I was dating him when George Floyd happened. I was dating him during all, you know, all of the BLM movement stuff. And he was very much not supportive of my journey to understand my black heritage, um, which was weird. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, weird is an understatement. I, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously weird is an understatement. Um, but yeah, not not a great guy to me. Um, yeah, he had some good qualities. But is there anything I missed? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, high conflict? Oh, Yes very, very volatile relationship. My most volatile I've ever had. We fought constantly and it was a roller coaster and that was his norm. And we discussed this a few different times, mostly after fights uh, when we were in the, I guess, the high of the roller coaster. And I would ask him, is this normal to you? is this what happens in relationships? And he said, yes, like that is, that was his norm of a relationship. And that is not something that I want. Not pleasant. And it it was so exhausting. And kind of like you said with um, the student where you would come back to the same fights over and over again, we did too. And it was often about how I didn't want to leave the city and he hated it here. Um, so you know, and it would just oh god, we just fought so much. I forgot about that. Ugh. Oh, try to forget about that. Um, yeah, so that was the oyster. Um, he's called the oyster because we we got oysters on our first date. That one's a like fairly innocuous nickname. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we're on like the podcast now. We are. I do want to mention a couple people that I mentioned a like that I have dated in the a couple of my exes that I've meant that I do mention. Go for it. Um, and so if you hear me mention the coach, that is my first serious boyfriend. We dated for almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, really lovely guy. We are still on very good terms. We're not friends, friends. He doesn't even live here anymore, but um, there's not much more to say about him, but that was my first serious relationship. Um, and then I talk about, oh, the chef. The chef is um, a time that I got cheated on. What? Very notable. Yes, very notable. The chef, total shit. Um, just a very um, toxic situation where I like we broke up and got back together a few different times. And the last time he went to Mexico to visit his ex-girlfriend while we were dating. And then I received a Snapchat picture of the two of them in a hotel bed together. Um, you just so, can't so bad. Um, and then you come into the story because however many years later for, I think that was in 2016. So like six years later or something like that, he Facebook messaged me out of nowhere and apologized like very profusely for being an absolute shithead while you were staying with me in New York. 
incredible. I love yeah. I love the timeline on that. <laughs> I know. And I woke up to it and you were like in the other room and we were we had been like chatting, but we had just woken up and all of a sudden I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. And I was like, when do I ask a question? <laughs> I was just like panicking, like yeah. panic spiraling in my bed, having like read this Facebook message. And then we went to brunch with Alana. Yeah, that was good. Good. Day. That was like all the day that that happened. Um, yeah. So like that's the chef. Um, and then, yeah, those are like the big ones. I talked about the Buffalo pretty recently, who was a guy that I also dated long distance who pretty, pretty much ghosted me. Um, and the dentist who was like the nice guy that I dated that was nice guy, not my guy. Love. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess, like, my quickies are Platters, which is the guy that ghosted me when I suggested he be my friends. Yep. Um, Freight train? The express train. Express train. Sorry. Express train. Yes. Express train is the guy that I dated in New York who was, like, ready for marriage. Um, I don't have a nickname for the guy that made a pro-con list about me. Oh, shit. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, I mean, we could just call him pro-con list. We could be (laughs) the That's all he's good for. Yeah. Um, however, I do. He looks at my LinkedIn like a fair amount. What? Yeah. Random. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I have a quickly. He yeah, maybe he's probably still listening, so he'll find this out. But um, I looked at um the disco balls LinkedIn today. Yeah. I don't know why I had this desire to just look at his LinkedIn. I. I truly don't know what came over me. Not that it's a bad thing, but like it just it just was super random. I've never looked at it before. And his picture is so cute. He's got this like big smile and I just saw his picture and my whole face lit up. Oh my God. That's so cute. His picture is adorable. That's very like, precious. Like he just looks so happy anyway. Aw. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Podcast um, people. Yes. So um, I will say also there was – Right before we started the podcast, I dated my chef, yep. who is my version of your coach. We're like, we're not quite friends, but like, mm. we see each other around town pretty often. And when we do, yeah. we say hi. He has opened a restaurant near me that is very good. And I've taken multiple guys that I've dated there, <laughs> <laughs> which is a perfect segue because I took the cyclist there. And mm-hmm. the cyclist was like, You should have married this guy. <laughs> He was like, he's in a, this food is amazing. It was really funny. Oh my God. But um, yes. So like right when we started the podcast, I started dating the cyclist Mm. and um, he like something I think we often talk about with him is he's sober. And so it was like a foray into one partner being sober where like I am not. And we, um, I invited, it's, Another case of me inviting somebody to – we. I also talk about him in this context because I invited him to meet my friends. He accepted and then like the day before canceled. And his reason was because he didn't know if he wanted to marry me. Oh, cyclist. Which is so absurd. And I was like, right. Like I, I'd like you to meet my friends before I decide if you become my boyfriend. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't know any of that yet. And – and so we ended up not seeing each other anymore. Um, and then that's it. <laughs> I just I was like, how does that end? Um, I – so it's interesting that you like – that you said, you know, the 
first guy that you were dating when we started the podcast, I don't really recall anyone significant that I dated for like the vast majority of the pod. You didn't go on a first date for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember who my first first date was with on the pod. God, that's a good question. I don't know. But it was a while because right. the, the first person that I can even think of who has a nickname that we that we talk about is the three-peat. Oh, no. You're crazy. At least the accountant. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And the, and the Aussie, which was right oh, around the what? same. Okay. Wow. I think the accountant – I think the accountant might have been my first first date in a while. Yeah. That could be. Um. I think I think that's right. I might be skipping over somebody else, but if I'm skipping over them, I don't think it's relevant. The accountant was my first matchmaker date. So yes. he is significant for that reason. And we went on three dates. Great guy. Not for me. Um, but – and actually he – we have not spoken since this happened really, but he recently reached out to me saying that he like – didn't Thinks you invite him to friends. a group hang? I did, but then I realized – so he invited me to his to a party he was throwing at his apartment. I wasn't going to be in town. I then reciprocated and invited him to Cindy's birthday. Yeah. However, I realized after the fact that I told him that I would let him know when we had a solid plan and I never did that. Oh, oh no. So like I thought that I had told him like the whole like we're we're meeting at this brewery at three o'clock. Yeah. But I didn't re- I didn't remember that I had invited him before we had solidified that plan. Oops. And then I for I forgot to tell him. Update. Yeah. Got it. Um so maybe I'll next time there's something that makes sense, I'll reach out. Um so because he's great and I think I think his friends are probably super fun. I think he he's a great hang. Like I think he would be a good person. Especially going into the summer when there's like way more opportunities for group hangs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think he would be a, a great person to have around. Um, so that was the accountant. And then around the same time was the Aussie because I went on – I think I went on those dates like kind of – I was going on dates with both of them. Because I went on two dates with the Aussie and three dates with the accountant and I think they were sort of overlapping. I agree. Yes. Um, I think right. And the Aussie – it grew up in Australia but doesn't have an accent, so that was confusing. Um, but the thing that I mentioned with him is that he's the guy that I walked up to the wrong person on our second date. Yes. After and having I also met the man. Like, I also feel like it was the first person in a while who you had like been like, oh, this is a connection. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I think like that – he – I think – made me feel a lot better in terms of like, oh, I I could go on a date and like someone. Because I do yeah. think that I'm forgetting about first dates that I went on before the accountant. I'm pretty Must I do be. not think the accountant was my first first date of the year. It was in like July. No. Cause I, I actually found I, I found the episode. The accountant episode? May twenty third. It says Allie has had her first first date in a hot minute. Oh. Who's it with? So it was May May twenty third is the episode that came out. Interesting. I'm gonna go back on my TikTok. Um, oh, you know what I you know what I can do? I can I can search my Google Photos. Um for the for for May. Well, it would have been a week I, based on our yeah, recording. I can schedule. search for like May 20th. Um yeah, so the Aussie night, so the Aussie um 
I was meeting up with him for oh Jesus Christ. I just got I just got so many pictures of me in the oyster. Oh God. Because I didn't specify a year. It would have been like May 16th, remember? Because we record a week off. Yeah, May 16th, 2021. 20, yeah. yeah. God, that was hard. That was really hard <laughs> to, to, to figure out what the um, – Oh, it was when we recorded with Alana and Jonah. I don't know. I'm going to have to go. While you're talking, I'll go do this too. Um, but anyway, so I'm just going to look for May 2021. So yeah, so the Aussie is the guy that I've recently referenced where we went out and then on our second date, he was sort of, the person was sort of like turned away from me. He wasn't like full frontal phase. Oh, this is very I, excusable to me. I, it, and it was dark. We, I was, it was like outside dark and I walked up to the wrong man and said hello and he looked at me and it turned out and then I obviously realized it wasn't him and then I saw where the Aussie was and he didn't see the interaction so it was fine. But like that guy was <laughs> – as it turns out, we could overhear their conversation on a first date and waiting for a person from an app. Like it was very clearly they had never met before, waiting for a person who looked nothing like me. Very small woman. So he thought for and, a split second he had been deeply catfished. Yes, deeply, deeply catfished. Like, and so that, sorry to that man. Um, Yeah, so what? who was after the cyclist for you? Because wasn't there somebody that was like, well, technically, lots of dogs. Fuck yeah, yeah. Lots of dogs v one. Lots of dogs v one. Yeah, yeah. Went on a couple dates with him, but then was it the classmate? No. Well, then there was the New Yorker. Okay, that doesn't count. <laughs> oh boy, what was it really? The classmate that was right after. I guess so. I mean, the classmate was August. Yeah. And I ended things with actually, oh, trivia, trivia. 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 Duh. Yes. Because I was like, the the sequence of events was cyclist, lots of dogs, studied for the bar, classmate. And I, ta- yep. I was talking to trivia during the bar studying. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Trivia, actually, again, great guy, um, fizzled. In part because I never felt like I really, like, knew much about him. Where, mm. like, I, I don't know if it was just, like, a storytelling block or something. But, like, there was one weekend I recall where I was – I had been out of t- – something was going on and – or maybe I had come – I think it was the weekend I went to visit you. Um, I went to visit you. He had friends in town. And – when we got back and I asked like how his weekend with his birthday weekend with his friends were, he had like nothing to say. And mm. I don't know if he was like hiding a debaucherous weekend or <laughs> what, you, you know, like who the hell knows. But I was like, it can't just be a story. He basically just told me a story of like, we went to this restaurant, then we went to this restaurant, then we like went to the beach. And I was like, that's not a story. You're just like telling me places. And I remember telling my therapist, I just like, just like listing facts. Yeah. And I I told my therapist, there's just like this disconnect. And I kind of realized it was because he wasn't actually telling me anything. And, um, so I ended up, there was a big gap because I went home to study for the, I like sequestered myself to study for the bar. And then I actually told trivia about my breakup with trivia was telling him about the classmate, basically like those butted up against each other. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
I just so I just went back. There was the boomerang, who was the guy that I had gone out with yes. before, because I've done this before, but it wasn't four years ago. And then I went out with again and was like, "Ooh, no, I don't like this person." Yeah, not enough. He's fine. I just like wasn't into him. Right. That was my that was my first first date. Got it. Pod. Right. Because then as also as- um. Right before I visited, you also had that one who was like, guess my guess I saw my name. Oh my god, I forgot about that guy. I don't even think I ever gave him a nickname. I don't think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, that guy who like I asked how to pronounce his name and he made me get well, I, I never did, so he actually did not make me guess, but he attempted to make me guess how to pronounce his name and so I refused. I was like this is not a fun game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy sucked. Yeah. Um, and then you had the classmate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the classmate is probably like the most like significant relationship of like the podcast, life of the podcast where, um, he and I, the, went only, to elementary the, school. the classmate is the only relationship like. Oh, true. Official. True. 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 Yeah. True. Yes. Yes. Very. For anybody. Very, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he and I, the reason he is the classmate is because he and I went to elementary school together. And but we like reconnected on Bumble. I did not recognize him. Comedy ensued. Um, and yearbooks so, were brought to the first date. Yes, yes, he brought the fifth grade yearbook. It was very cute. Um, and we were sort of like off to the races, essentially. Um, in part because we had such a high level of comfort, and like it's like the comeback kid, but like mm. more extreme. Uncracked. And, yeah, yeah, and um. So we – I, like, took him to my friend Mary's wedding, and after that, we decided to be in a relationship and dated for month – like, five months, I think. And um, then the – so, like, the fact that I did not disclose until the very end when the relationship was over is that he has – the classmate has two kids, mm-hmm. and it just became – like – it really was such a logistical hurdle. And I don't know if that was what Garner like scaffolded his conclusion or what, but he, he broke up with me. He came over one night and just said like, I don't think we should be together. I think that he's like, I just want to spend like every free moment I have with my kids. And while I heard that, I, I just was like, okay, in the like he was over at my apartment for maybe five minutes and although I heard I hear his perspective I don't really know how, I and still to this day I do not know how that played out practically he had 50 50 custody I presumably yeah. the other 50 percent of the time he still has free time what the fuck ever who the hell knows but um yeah that's that's that he's also divorced that which which has come up yes 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 divorced and their arrangement made them spend like a lot of time together mm-hmm. and I tolerated that, but like didn't love it. And, but yeah, so he had like a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. Um. Oh, the other thing I think that comes up a lot with the classmate is, or that you've talked about is communication differences, like communication style differences in terms oh, of how he yes. didn't like texting. Yes, he was not a texter. He was a caller slash a FaceTimer. Um, And then something that I think he did really well that he's like sort of set the standard for me on is that he took feedback really well where 
I would say something that like upset me and he would like really hear it and want to work towards fixing it and like come back in a different and like better way. And I, and that, that is something that I like think about as a positive that I want in the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then I would say the only other two people that are even that are significant are the three Pete and then the rower. Yes, hundred percent. So the three Pete is so named because we had matched several times previously. the The number three is made up. We don't. I don't actually know how many times we we had matched, but we had matched more than one other time. We were both pretty sure, um, but had never been out. And so we went out, and we ended up going on five, maybe six dates. I think six. Six dates, I think. Um, This was in the fall from like our last date was – I met – my first date with the rower was on Halloween. It's like a a marker that I just know and and I was no longer – I the three people broke up with me two days before I went out with the rower for the first time. So they did not happen to overlap. Um, But the three Pete – I it was I was sort of playing out the advice of fuck the spark. Yes. And like trying to attain the slow burn. Yeah, with him. And it did not end up working out obviously. Um and something we talked about in the pod was that like it wasn't just about not having the spark, but we also just had very different kissing styles. Yes. Um and I went into more of that on the Patreon um, at the time, but tried to work through that. Didn't work out. Um, and so he basically sent me my no ghosting script. Yes. Um, and so he did that. I, I still take issue with when he sent it. I'm like oh still God. annoyed about so because funny. he he came over. Our sixth date was at my apartment. We cooked or ordered in. We were both really tired and I think we ordered, yeah, we ordered sushi. So we ordered and we like watched movies. It was like a chill night or whatever. I think that he was annoyed that I didn't ask him to stay over. Ah. Because I, one, I was really tired. Two, I was, I didn't want to even have conversations about anything happening. Yeah. Um, three i was leaving for a very intense long weekend like halloween trip with my friends the very next morning and i had a lot of shit that i needed to get ready for yeah and so i didn't ask it was never in it was never talked about that he was staying like that was never on the table in my mind but i think it was for him i think he assumed he was gonna stay yeah and then when i didn't ask him to i think he was annoyed about it um Um, no, I'm sorry. The, the, the disco ball just texted me and he told me what my code name on his potential future podcast is going to be. Oh, cute. What is it? So he had, so he had said, um, I, so I, I, we won our volleyball tournament yesterday. Yes. And I had sent him, thank you. Um, we've not had this conversation twice. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for congratulating me again for the people who no didn't problem. hear you do it the first time. Um, 
he I so I sent him I had sent him the picture of our team and you know we're doing this like fun pose and and I told him that it was prep for nationals because most of the people that I played with yesterday are my nationals team and so he said that your code name in my potential future podcast is going to be MVP. Cute. That's a really nice one. Yeah. So I think that the three Pete is was annoyed that I did not ask him to stay over and and, kind of and reacted to that because he texted me ending things on Friday night, like late, when he knew that I that and I had been talking to him about how I was stressed about this weekend because my I plan these weekends for my friends and I have like a high level of anxiety of everybody of it going smoothly and stuff. Yeah. And like I do all the grocery shopping, all this stuff. And he like knew all of that. And he texted me like late on Friday night when he knew I was on this trip with all my friends ending things. And he just didn't need to do that. Like it, it just didn't need to be done that moment. Yeah. Um. So whatever. I appreciate the communication, but like could have been Monday. Um, and then two days later, though, I went on a first date with the rower who was then, he's probably, he's the most significant person that I've dated on the pod. Yes. And the most modern, except for the ones you're dating currently. Yes. So I dated the rower. Our first date was on Halloween. Um, and then we ended things in early February. Um, but there were like some sort of longer breaks in there because I went home to California for a month and that and like he was sick for a bit like there was just you know we were in communication the whole time but we didn't mm-hmm. go, we it's not like we were hanging out every week from October 31st to February 7th right. or whatever um and the biggest thing with him is that he I was the first person that he had dated in a more quote unquote serious way like dating looking for a relationship type way since he ended an engagement mhm and he was not nearly as ready for that as he thought he was when we began dating. Yeah. And he kind of realized that over in a really kind way, like and he was always very upfront about it, but he kind of realized that over the course of the 3 or 4 months that we were dating that he was not nearly as ready as he thought he was. Um and so and at one point I posited the idea of being exclusive and he said he wasn't ready for that. We continued to date for a little while longer and it just really wasn't working for me. It was making me pretty sad on a pretty consistent basis by the end. And so I brought that up and things ended. Very good. And the people I mean, were wild upset. about it. <laughs> and the crowd went wild. Yeah. Um, and then I really haven't dated anybody significant since then, since February until now. Yeah. I mean, that feels like yesterday to me. It truly does. But it honestly, like it, it it was over two months ago. Yeah. Crazy. But it does feel like yesterday. Um, yeah. And now the disco ball and the comeback kid. Yay. And we're up to speed. Hooray. And we're up to speed. So now anytime anybody wants a rundown, we can just point them to this episode. Yeah. Um, and I'm also curious, listeners, if we have forgotten anyone that you can think of, shout us out in the comments, like in the comments yeah, on the Instagram post call. or whatever. Um, because then 
um, if there's – I mean, I know there's people we've mentioned. There's nicknames that like The Resident, whatever. I never talk about him. But like feel free. Feel free to, to drop nicknames in the in the comments of the Instagram um, of people that we didn't mention. Perfect. That will be fun. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. All righty. I am well, going to go night. to bed. I'm, I'm actually – I'm going to check my email and hope that nobody's emailed me and go to bed myself. Yeah, you need you need it. Yeah. <sighs> Alrighty. righty.